0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep, and more. There are a couple of things passed down as law to all parents at different stages of your child's life: one, say goodbye to sleep. Two, when your kid starts daycare, they will always be sick, and so will you. Three, your child will one day get nits. Sarah Hunstead is a former paediatric emergency nurse and the founding director of CPR Kids. She also has two children herself, so she has been through all of those stages. But today we are talking about the second parenting law, that is illnesses when your child starts daycare. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm very well. Is it a fallacy to say you can prevent illness? (laughs) You can prevent your child from getting illness once they start daycare? Completely.
1: <laughs> You've got no hope. None.
0: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Every parent whose child is going to daycare is like, no, say it isn't so. So what, what is common when kids start daycare? Oh,
1: colds, runny noses, coughs, and? My favourite,
0: gastro. Oh, yeah.
1: God, I even talking about
0: it makes me feel unwell. So what is the main distributor of germs at daycare? Is it just that the kids will be around each other? I mean, you know, parents will, I have seen on so many forums I dropped little Billy off to daycare today and there was a kid there with a runny nose and they should
1: have kept them at home and if every child with a runny nose was excluded from daycare, there would be no children at daycare. <laughs> True. Good point. Yes. Good point. Yeah. So it's a bit more than that. It's a bit more than just the runny nose. They may actually be at the very end of their illness where they uh, still got that bit of runny nose, but they're not actually contagious at all. So we can't tell, you know, just from that whether a child. What is about contagious. the colour? People always say the colour oh, is an indicator. Yeah, no, it's not. It's actually not. Um the colour isn't an indicator of if a child is contagious or not, or if it's a bacterial or viral infection. It's not at all. So the colour simply indicates that um they can I get a bit gross here? I'll oh, go on. Sensation So wait,
0: okay, warning if you're
1: eating, stop now. On you go. Okay, thank you. So, why snot gets coloured is because our fighter cells in our immune system they go and munch up all the viral and bacteria cells, and it gets kind of you know it's the waste disposal system. So all of that snot comes out, and they're little dead virus and bacterial bodies that (laughs) make it. So excited about this! I love it. I love it. (laughs) That colour. So you know what? They could be at the end of their illness and just shedding that bit. You know, often it happens overnight, and it kind of builds up in there. They have a nice you know green snotty blowout and then you know they're fine for the rest of the day but you know they may still be in the midst of their illness or they may have a clear runny nose and they are sick and they are contagious so you can't tell you can't tell from a runny nose okay so what is
0: it that spreads the germs if you don't i mean it's the children
1: those dirty They're Disgusting. They are disgusting. <laughs> they are disgusting. Lesson. So, unlike us, well, hopefully. What we can do is that we can sneeze into a tissue and then dispose of it and wash our hands thoroughly, and or we can sneeze into our elbow. We can avoid spreading our lovely droplets all over the place. And but children can't do that. They find it, you know, really tricky, especially the little ones where they'll have a bit of you know snot coming out of their nose, or they'll go and suck on a toy and all the Their lovely germs are in there and then they lovely share and pass it on to one of their friends. And then they touch that and then they stick their hands in their mouth. And it's just just the way that it happens. But the good thing is, is that it builds up their immune system. I know and I can hear all these people going, they've been sick for months and I've had to take so much time off work. When is it ever going to end? I know, I've been there. I've done it. I've been tearing my hair out just going, I can't take another day off work. Why do they keep getting sick? But trust me, by the time they hit primary school, they are going to be the most robust kids. They'll be fighting fit.
0: Um, Okay, so how do we know when it's time to keep our child home? If we can't tell from the runny nose and if parents – I mean, obviously, if we all had the opportunity to keep our child home when we thought they were unwell, we would. Yes, of course. But the reality is – sometimes we have to make hard
1: choices. Mm-hmm. So when do we know we have to keep them home? So if they've got a fever, it's a no-brainer. They need to, they've got an infection. Don't just give kind. them Panadol and No, 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 no. <laughs> if they have a fever, they are fighting an infection. They need to stay home. Absolutely. And also if they are actively vomiting or have diarrhoea, of course they need to stay home. But they need to stay home and I want you to check the policy of your daycare centre as well but usually 48 hours after the last vomit or diarrhoea whatever comes last usually diarrhoea so after the last one of that they need to stay home 48 hours afterwards but I want you to double check with your centre what their exclusion time is. And some people don't
0: pay attention to that. What are the consequences if someone says, oh, well, they've been home for a day. They're fine. They haven't been sick for a day. It's only been 24 hours, but they send little Johnny back to
1: daycare. Then the rest of daycare go down. Yeah. So a good example of that, um, for my husband's 40th birthday, a whole lot of families, and we all went to Fiji for our annual holiday and we all went together. So all of, all of his mates were turning 40 there was a gastro outbreak on the island. No. Yes, there was. And we were the only family who didn't get it. What did you do? (laughs) So we didn't go in the pool. Because we noticed that there were some people who we knew whose kids were still, hadn't been, you know, 24, 48 hours post the diary. They were in the pool. They were still be shedding cells 100%. Oh, God. Yeah. So all of that contact, we just kind of stayed away, washed our hands incredibly thoroughly, didn't share food. All of those really sensible things. And we were the only family who didn't get it. So if you do send your child to daycare, they do have that diarrhea. If they are toilet trained and they go, they have diarrhea in the toilet, then of course they're not going to wash, you know, they're going to touch stuff. They may not be, you know, super thorough with their hand washing or, you know, that baby who's got diarrhea you've sent and then the person who changes their nappy they will have great hand hygiene I've got no doubt the best people with hand hygiene are by far daycare (laughs) educators they're unreal
0: oh dear Mm. okay so that's um why we how we decide whether to keep them home or not are there any ways to help our children recover better not obviously gastro has its its timeline but what about if they're constantly getting
1: colds, is Mm -hmm. there any way to help them sort of survive that period better? So boosting their immune system, so you know that wide varied diet if you're concerned about you know your child's diet go and speak to somebody about it so just really giving their bodies you know the best chance possible at boosting their immune system and fighting this stuff off internally is is good, that aids their recovery time as well and just remembering to if they are unwell So we talked about the gastro symptoms. We talked about the fever. But if they are miserable, if they have that cold where they're coughing, their runny nose, those watery eyes, they're sleeping more, keep them home and let their bodies recover. Give them lots of fluids. Really support them in that way.
0: And as our partner should do for us if we're like that, correct? Exactly. (laughs) Um, So I guess we as parents... uh, A lot of us will be getting those germs and feeling sick. Um, I'm assuming you would have the same advice for us in terms of trying to eat well, sleep a lot, and that's really the only thing you can do, isn't it? Exactly.
1: And the number one thing, wash those hands. Happy birthday twice. Sing it twice. (laughs) Soap and water. Wash your hands. Wash your hands all the time.
0: What if you've got a little baby at home and you've got to send your toddler to daycare and it's the first time they're going and you're really worried that the baby is going to catch whatever your elder child gets. Yep.
1: Often little babies will have a lot of protection from um, if if you are able to breastfeed from uh, immunity through that from mum. However, if you can't particularly if the child your older child is showing symptoms no sloppy kisses no sharing food all that kind of stuff so it may be limiting the amount of touchy touchy for a little while
0: Mm, and also rigorous hand washing wash
1: your hands
0: it's all about washing your hands sarah thank you so much for coming in thank you for having me that's sarah hunstead she's the founding director of cpr kids we'll put links to their website in the notes of this episode